Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am joined today by Kristen Ponzi. We are going to talk about how she has doubled her salary and how she did that so that you guys can figure it out too and do it for yourselves. Kristen is a coaching client of mine. We've been working together for a little over a year off and on, and she also was featured on a Minnesota episode and on episode 94 entitled Don't Burn Out in Your MFR Business. Kristen's the owner of Essence Body Work located in Westerville, Ohio. Kristen, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm great, Heather. Awesome. Did I miss anything on your intro? Anything I left out? I don't know. Burnout to expansion. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. Let's so let's get into it. Tell me a little bit about like let's just do a recap of what was happening for you before you came to coaching. Remind us where you were at then. Okay. So beginning of last year in 2022, I was just feeling really burnout in my business. I wasn't making very much money and started listening to your podcast. And then I started looking at my numbers some and I realized how little I had been paying myself. And uh, I was just kind of done with that. <laughs> Were so you I just like super frustrated? Yeah. Yeah. Go to coaching and make big changes or make an exit plan. And you kind of like had an exit plan, even with going to coaching, right? Where you were like, I'll give this a shot, but I'm probably not going to make this work because I'm probably too far gone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened then? You came to coaching. I came to coaching. And the first thing I did was do all my numbers in the raise your rate bootcamp. I just missed one that you had done live and I did a pre-recorded one. And at the same time, we were working with a new financial advisor. So I had to redo all my personal numbers too, which was really a lot of work. I mean, I spent like a good week doing a deep dive and came up with my rate, which made me want to barf. Do you remember what your old rate was? My old rate was 90. Okay. And then what was the rate you uncovered after you did raise your rate bootcamp? 140. Okay. So that's what my rate is now. Okay. And you wanted to die. Yeah, I wanted to die. And so the main thing I set my rate based off was, you know, I looked at all my expenses and I knew what I had been paying myself basically for a few years at that point. And I said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I need to double what I'm paying myself. Mm -hmm. And that was what I based that off of. Okay. And then were you able to just double your salary right then? Or did it take you a while to be able to actually give yourself that raise? It took a while. I was kind of slow to implement things. I gave my old clients a lot of time and let them buy a giant package at my old rate. And eventually those old packages fell off and people started paying my new rate. You lose a couple clients, you you know, the growing pains. And along the way, I gave myself raises. Okay. So when you gave yourself the first raise, what was that like? It was fun. (laughs) I know it feels fun, but like, what was the actual consequence or like, what were the results of getting to have that extra money in your pocket, like into your like real life money, real life money, then it made some of those real life things simpler. Like the, Mm -hmm. I, I always use this example, like I had to get new tires for my car and like, I could just finally just pay it and do it and not like agonize over where am I going to come up with this money to put new tires on my car. Mm -hmm. Right. And tires are like not sexy at all. Right. (laughs) They're one of those expenses where we're just like, 
I would rather literally buy anything else, right? But it's something that's needed. Like we need our hot water tank to work. We need our washer and dryer to work. We can kind of get by without some of these things, but some of these things are real necessities. So being able to buy them is really important. And then buying them free of stress is also really kind of a cool thing. Did you ever think you would feel stress-free buying tires for your car? You know, whenever you make a big purchase, you stress over it a little bit. I think that's natural, but I was in a place where I was stressing a lot over some of these things, like you said, that are necessities. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I was a successful business owner still, but like, I also felt like I was kind of scraping by. Yeah. I think this is a good thing to talk about. Like you can literally be successful in your practice, fully booked, working a lot of hours, working really hard, but then it doesn't translate into actual money in the bank or ease of life. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's true. You were successful, right? You were fully booked. You had lots of clients. You were working really hard. We think that that is success. And then it's really hard to examine, like, does this success actually translate into my outside life? Like my real life being easier? Or have I just created a job that I do over and over and over again and get the same result and not happy in? Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then I think when we find ourselves in that situation, we can then feel a sense of like shame or guilt or disenfranch. Is that even a word? Like like disenchantment with what's going on. And then we're like, why isn't, I should feel grateful for this. All of it. I have everything I set out to do, right? All the feelings. Mm -hmm. That's why I really like talking about your story because nothing was actually going wrong in your business, but you were feeling that it's like the danger zone where you're not making the money you want to make. You're not feeling good. You're feeling burnt out and you could just walk away and do anything else or just quit. Right. Sometimes these businesses start to cost us money. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you didn't quit. I'm glad I didn't quit either. Yeah. And I also like to share the reality of even when you get into coaching and even when you make changes in your business, things take time, right? You're bringing the same brain with you that you had when you were going to burn out with you into this different level of success, right? So let's talk a little bit about that different level of success. When you think about how you felt about the success you had in your business when you were burning out and the success you have now, what really is the difference? Well, I mean, aside from the monetary part, I feel like I'm my come from place when I'm working with my clients mm-hmm. so much more clean and clear that I feel like I'm getting better results with people, you know, able to talk about them and not stress over like a conversation about their treatment plan or if they have an objection or you know, reminding people of their progress and getting real clear on the intake of like why they're there and how can I help them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ask a whole lot more questions now, which yeah. I didn't used to do because I think I came from that old massage place where people just get on the table and you just start and you do your thing. And I feel like that shifts things a lot. So I just feel better as a whole in my business. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very, fulfilling again. It sounds like you're not scared in your business. Like you're not hiding. You're not playing small. You're like, this is what I can offer you. Do you want it? And you're like happy to offer it to all the people that want it. And then for anyone that doesn't, you're happy to treat them and also not spending any time trying to convince people that that's where they need to be. Right. Like I know I can help people. I know the power of this work because I've been receiving it for 14 years as well as taking classes. And I go to a therapist and, you know, I know how it works. I know hundreds of stories of that seem like miracles from other therapists too, because we have this great network of people that we know. Mm-hmm. I know I can help people if they commit to it. Yeah. Do you feel like you know how to talk to people so that they understand the commitment that they're making? Yeah. And do you know how to offer it to them so that they can opt into the commitment? 
I definitely know how to offer it to them. I feel like I can still always get a little bit better and more clear on talking to them about it. Yeah. But even how you are like exactly right now, it's creating this massive outcome for you, right? Like even not feeling a hundred percent like, oh yeah, I'm a 10 out of 10 on that skill, right? Like you don't have to be. It's like that. I think it's that um, efforting of selling MFR on purpose and talking about it on purpose and overcoming objections on purpose, allowing clients to ask questions, which are just objections. And you are answering the questions, which is overcoming objections, <laughs> essentially. Right. And recognizing when you have to like take that little step back and, you know, maybe that person's not a best fit client. You need to just let go, which happens every now and then too. Mm-hmm. And making other things, I think this is one big thing that I learned, just not a problem. Yeah. So many less problems, right? It's just easier when not everything is a problem. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Is there anything else? So not making what clients say or do a problem feels easier. What else is easier for you? I feel like everything's easier now. I mean, and I'm not coming back to the money part because the money part's great and I needed that, but I've gotten so much more that's not just that part out Mm -hmm. of coaching. Yeah. And I think talking about this is one of those intangible results of coaching is the way you feel better. Kind of like explaining to your clients what pain-free is like, right? If we get really granular and we're like, okay, so pain-free also means that you don't miss out on important events, that you don't have to plan things as far in advance that you don't have to worry as much that you don't have to give up on the things that you want to do. Right. So that translates the same way into this idea that your business can be easy. Everything about it can be easy. You can be unbothered by clients canceling. You can be unbothered by people asking if you take insurance or not. You can be unbothered by people when clients compare MFR to other modalities and they want to know the differences, right? Like all those things that could get a therapist, and I think it does get most therapists really worked up and distracted from focusing on the results. So when you're not distracted by any of that stuff, you just get to offer what you have and you get to focus on those results, even micro results, and you get clearer and clearer about what it is that clients get when they work from you besides being pain-free, which is so broad. Right. And getting clear on like, well... I know pain-free is the goal, but what's Mm -hmm. the next goal? Mm -hmm. Is it to take a walk with your dog? Is it to be able to play with your grandkid on the floor? Whatever it is. And getting clear on those two and all that in between has actually been super helpful because then we can celebrate with clients, those little things. So that was another lesson I learned in coaching is celebrating my little wins but also learning how to get clients to see some of their little wins, even if they still have some pain. Yeah. Little micro wins and being willing to point them out mm-hmm. and being willing to be genuinely excited for them, like excited for them and for you so that you can hold the celebration for both of them until they can understand like, this is a huge deal that you just took your dog for a walk. This is a huge right. deal that you're able to get on the floor and you didn't suffer for a week afterwards. Right. Because clients, I think sometimes want to skip past that because they're still in pain. Yeah. Or it's just not good enough. Our brain does. Yeah. Well, and I think most people have this, we're just unaware of this, like all or nothing mentality, right? We see this. And I mean, you've been in group coaching long enough. I'm sure you've seen this and maybe you've experienced this yourself where it's like, okay, well, I've been doing this for multiple months, or maybe I've been doing this for a year and I don't have a six figure business. So this isn't working for me, or this isn't happening fast enough versus like, okay, you've doubled your income or you've doubled your salary, or you've cut in half the amount of clients you see per week. And you're still making the same amount as you were before. Like all of those things are such huge wins. And it literally doesn't matter exactly how long it takes you to get to six figures. If that's even your goal you learn how to do it, you get there eventually, and then you just do it again and again and again, or you do it even bigger, right? But we can get caught on like, well, I didn't do it in 12 weeks. Like, well, nobody makes 100K in 12 weeks, right? (laughs) Right. 
And I think that's important for people to remember is that, like you said, things don't happen overnight. They sometimes take some time, no different than treatment. Mm-hmm. I mean, we make big gains sometimes in a couple of sessions, but most of the time it takes longer to really achieve our end result. And just because it's getting easier doesn't mean I'm not still putting in a lot of work in my business. Mm-hmm. You know, we focus sometimes on the amount of hours that we treat clients as like, yeah, I only work like 14 hours a week, but really you still do a lot of other stuff. That's yeah. I mean, it's taking up your whole life. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Tell me about like the behind the scenes of your business. So you see patients for 14 hours a week. What do you do with the rest of the hours in the week that keep your business going? Yeah. So I'm regularly, you know, I do my own bookkeeping still Mm -hmm. at this point. I hire my laundry out. Nice. Love it. I do my own social media stuff and I, I try to stay pretty consistent with that, even though it's, it can be uncomfortable at times. And, um, I learned over the last year to be able to let myself be seen more, even if it's not perfect. That was a huge a hurdle for me. And I've gotten clients from social media, which seems really weird, but local clients have found me through that. And it's a win for me. Mm-hmm. I keep doing it. But I think mostly people just want to see your face and kind of get to know you. Yeah. You know, even if they're people that I see you now or your friends, eventually they'll get the message of what you do. People need to hear things how many times before they actually hear it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that number is, but it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I think that's like something too. just, I want to point out really quick is some people are so afraid to post on social media or to repeat themselves. And it's like, you could literally make like 10 or 15 posts and repurpose those (laughs) without even changing them over and over and over again. And the chances of people seeing them or even noticing that you're repeating it is really low. Cause it just turns out no one's looking at you, right? Like, and the people that are looking at you likely are really curious about what you have to offer. They want to opt in and they're just trying to like work up their courage to say yes. And the more often they see you, the more they feel like, okay, yes, I can, I, this is for me, or this is safe to do. That's all yeah. that's happening. I think the people that see it the most and would recognize or catch that it's a repeated post is probably just another therapist friend. Yeah. <laughs> who likes all my stuff anyway. Yeah. Right? We support each other mm-hmm. more than other people we know. Yeah. Which I oh, love. I, I love that. Yeah. That's so, it's important too, right? And I think we spend a lot of time, or I, I see therapists spending a lot of time worrying about what other people think. And it's like, if you, think someone's thinking negative of you. Like you're just thinking that of yourself, which is very painful. And the part where you're just putting yourself out there to be seen helps to spread this mission of people knowing what MFR is and making MFR, not a weird thing, not uncommon, not alternative, right? We're in control of how long myofascial release stays an alternative therapy. Us as the therapist, we are in charge of that. The more we call it alternative, the more we hide it or keep it small or keep it secret, the longer it's going to take for everybody to want what we have. That's so true. And you know what, Heather, before coaching, I never, ever over 14 years called myself a myofascial release therapist until I started coaching. And I changed that. And I feel like that mindset change internally helped me too. Wow. Oh my gosh. I love that so much because I was just thinking this, this just like occurred to me a couple, it's very recent kind of epiphany is this idea that myofascial release is not unknown because it's hard to understand. It's unknown because of our unwillingness to talk about it or to be in the energy of I'm an MFR therapist. Yeah. And it doesn't ever occur to me to not be one anymore. Right. Just like, I'm sure for you, that's just natural. Now I'm an MFR therapist. So I think if anyone else is listening to this and you can understand or kind of self-reflect and be like, Oh, do I consider myself an MFR therapist? I could just make a whole podcast about that. Like, do you consider yourself an MFR therapist? Right. And I'm going to circle back to that. You should. (laughs) I will. So stay tuned. 
but just like ask yourself, you're sitting in the car right now, listening to us discuss this. Like, do you consider yourself an MFR therapist? Why or why not? Like send me an email. Why or why not? Are you an MFR therapist? It's interesting, right? Why do you think before you didn't consider yourself one? I don't know, because I think I compared myself to some other people. And then I didn't feel like I was like this big enough name, or I didn't have a big clinic doing my fascial release, or I wasn't a physical therapist. I was just a massage therapist. Mm, I'm just yeah. a massage therapist. And I do this. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm a my fascial release therapist. This is what I do. I help people get it out of pain. Do you want yeah. it? Yeah. And you're good at it. Thank you. Yeah. I love this. One of my expert level skill sets is selling MFR. I honed this skill over a decade of working as an MFR therapist. I doubled down on this skill and became fully booked and then booked out for months and months and months at a time. But let's be honest, I kind of sucked at it before I ever figured out how to really sell MFR. I don't want it to take you as long as it took me to go from sucking at sales to awesome at it. Register for my training, how to sell MFR to anyone in any situation right now. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash sell MFR. The results that your clients get from MFR largely depend on your willingness and your ability to make excellent recommendations to your clients, which just means your willingness to sell MFR. A lot of clients don't get the best help they need because you're too afraid to sell MFR to them. I'm going to say that again. A lot of clients don't get the best help they need because you're too afraid to sell MFR to them. I've seen this time and time again. You're scared the client might say no, so you don't say anything at all. So instead of selling MFR, you allow the client to come at the frequency and spacing they want and they get subpar results. Subpar results are never our aim as MFR therapists. If you aren't really good at selling MFR on purpose, subpar results will be what happens. Who wants to limp when they can run? Join me on November 1st at noon central time zone. I'm going to teach you how to sell MFR to anyone in any situation. You will notice an increase in your rebook rate. You will notice how brave you are in the treatment room during sales conversations you will stop leaving it up to clients. You will start to be in control of your business and your schedule. This starts and ends with your sales skills. Register today at www.themfrcoach.com backslash sell MFR. I'll see you November 1st at noon central. Links to everything are located in the show notes. All right. So people are probably like, okay, Kristen, just like, just tell us how you doubled your salary. Tell us how you made that happen. Do you want to tell people, first of all, like why was doubling your salary so important to you? What did you imagine that would change for you? Because that was the bottom line for me is like, if I'm going to do this, I need to start making money doing this. Mm -hmm. I need to stop paying myself, you know, pennies, which is what I felt like, especially when I pulled up numbers of like, the average massage therapist salary. Mm-hmm. I was like down in the lowest 25% based on what I was paying myself. I was like, that's stupid. Why would <laughs> I continue doing that? Yeah. And I'm not unreasonable in what I set my first goal at. And then, you know, I did, I raised my rate. I did the work and went through all the modules and any extra classes you offered so I could just get clear and stay booked and, you know, So people still wanted to opt in at the new price because they knew what they were getting Mm -hmm. and stay clear with clients on what they were getting and why it was important. I didn't feel like I really had to sell a whole lot. I mean, to some people I did. And like I said, I lost a few clients and I had to be okay with that. And, you know, I incrementally just raised what I was paying myself and I still just have to, you know, keep staying steady. And I think that's something that's important too. Like you said, with some people, they're like, well, it hasn't happened in 12 weeks. So yeah, it's not going to happen in 12 weeks. It might take two years. I've been in business, you know, running my own business for over 14 years. I knew what I needed to change. And I I didn't have all of the beginning business part to do. 
mm-hmm. like some people do when they're coming into coaching. And I just want people to know if they're starting out, that's okay. It might take a little longer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that $100,000 number sounds amazing. And who doesn't want to make that? But it, you never said, hey, set your goal at this. And I didn't, but I knew what I wanted my goal to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to make six figures yet, but I might in the future. It won't be that long. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable sharing like what your goal is? So my goal comes out to something like 80 something, 84,000. 84 grand. Oh yeah. yeah. Working, seeing 14 patients a week. Right. Yeah. I mean, that sounds real terrible. Doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I never had an $84,000 a year in my MFR business. So yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty great. I'm also not paying myself this ridiculous number. I'm, but Well, and I think some people think like if I make 80 grand or if I make a hundred grand, I'm keeping a hundred grand. No. And that's just not the state of a healthy business, right? Like that's not how it works. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you had goals, you did the numbers for your, for your rate, for the hours you want to work, you end up with a math equation that says by the end of the year, by the end of 12 months, you make just over 84. K. Yeah. So, and then so far this year, I ran my year to date numbers Mm -hmm. and I am just, I'm like maybe two weeks away from all of 2022. So by the end of September, beginning of October, I will have made already. What you made in all of 2022. Yeah. That's awesome. What are your thoughts about that? It's a fun number to see. Like when you get into your numbers and like you said, learning how to kind of touch your numbers every now and then. So you know where you are to have Mm -hmm. a gauge for your business without being obsessive over them. Yes. And in 2022, you were in coaching. So you started to change your business in 2022 and you probably had a bigger year than you'd had in other years, I'm assuming. Yes. It wasn't my biggest year ever. Like 2018, 19 was probably my biggest year ever, but I also had an independent contractor working for me at that time. Okay. So that changes things a little. And I I don't know how all that number works out from like what I would make and what he made and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. And then the COVID stuff, you know, everybody's numbers kind of tank for a couple of yeah. years. Yep. So I'm definitely going to make more this year than I've ever made before in my business. Even including when you had a contractor. Yeah. That's so cool. So I'm going to expand. Yeah. Let's open a new office and get a bigger office and try new things now. Yeah. So tell me about that. So, okay. Well, before we talk about that, tell us, when did you start to double your salary? When did that come into effect? So last month was the first month that I paid myself double what I paid myself a year ago. Okay. And how did that feel? It was amazing. And I didn't tell my husband for a couple of days. And then I told him and he was like, what? No way. Cause that's his response to anything fun. Uh-huh. And it was just fun. So when we, his birthday was like the next week. So I bought dinner, you know, I can pick up more of our family responsibility stuff. Mm-hmm. Bought myself flowers. I love that. And you could become the breadwinner if you wanted to, like you are setting yourself up to be able to do that. If that's something that you wanted to do. He's totally counting on that. Right. I know my husband is always like, so when can I retire? I'm like, I don't, what's happening right now? (laughs) So I think that's a a big deal too, because when I'm a fellow massage therapist, I think we, we think similar as massage therapists, we sometimes kind of cutify ourselves as massage. Like I'm just a massage therapist. I'm just a baby, you know, like I can make money on demand, but it's never going to be like very much money. Like, you know, I can't, provide for my family. You know, this is just extra side money. I don't know if you had those similar thoughts, but did you also see yourself as like a business owner and an entrepreneur? Like you had that success feeling, but like your goals for success were just lower. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Just cause no one had ever said like your goals could be higher. <laughs> you could have this higher goal. Yeah. Same. And another thing I want to point out there is you said that about, I know how to make money. Like, Mm -hmm. so when we have a down week, like, oh, well, I could do this, this, or this. 
and shift that. Mm-hmm. That was a great lesson to learn instead of just wallowing in, oh, I had four clients cancel this week. Yeah. I mean, well, I think too, like when you have a rate that supports and kind of has built in like for cancellations, for all of the things that can happen and will happen in our business, when you have a week, which is just inevitable, you'll have a week where like a lot of people will cancel and you can spend time trying to solve for that. You could spend time getting creative of like, oh, well, could I just offer packages to the rest of the people to like make up for that money or asking yourself, like, is this even a problem? Like, can my business sustain these cancellations? And do I need to spin out about this? Right. It's just so much time wasted spinning out about problems that we've already thought about when we came up with our rate to support ourselves when these things happen. Yeah. Our brains are so funny. All right. So you did not buy tires when you doubled your salary this time. You bought yourself flowers. You took your husband out for dinner and you're going to be able to pay yourself the same amount this, like you're anticipating paying that same amount now going forward, no matter what. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. How does that feel? It's like, I don't know. It's so weird to think about because like what other kind of job where can you get that kind of a raise over the course of a year? (laughs) I don't know. Right. Only work for yourself and you do the hard work Mm -hmm. and learn how to change your thoughts about it and be reasonable sometimes. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm unreasonable in what I've done. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like I have to over explain as much anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of have the Heather in the back of my head of like, you know, some of the things that you say about talking with clients or a rate, whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, what would Heather say about that? And then I can bring it up and say it too. Yeah. I love that. By the way, like when you guys are having imaginary Heather on your shoulders, like I hope I'm having a really good hair day on those days. (laughs) (laughs) What am I wearing? (laughs) Make like a little doll. Never mind. I'm not going to, but (laughs) (laughs) so funny. Okay. So you've been through lots of different iterations of, of group coaching, and now you're in the 12 month program and you're also in the mastermind. What are your thoughts about the 12 month program that you're in now? Like what's your experience been like since we started in August? I think the 12 month version is great because like we talked about earlier, things take longer than 12 weeks to I mean, you can make a lot of changes in 12 weeks. I powered mm-hmm. through probably 90% of your course content that you have available to us in those 12 weeks it is a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that this format and keeping it longer is going to be make people feel really supported mm-hmm. and yeah. have that access for that amount of time. So I'm really enjoying it. I haven't stepped up and gotten coached a lot yet because I'm not feel like, like I said, I don't feel like anything is really going wrong right now that I'm struggling with that I need Mm -hmm. that. But I, I love being able to have some of the reminders and inevitably whatever someone else is getting coached on, there's something in there that's still relevant to anyone's business. Mm -hmm. And then the support of the Facebook group having that for that amount of time is, is going to be really nice. It's super yeah. fun actually, because everyone is like celebrating each other's wins and, you know, some of the self-coaching or coaching from, from you and the other group participants. I mean, it's so great. I'm mm-hmm. really just, it's a lot of fun to be in that container. Yeah, it is fun. And you've been in there celebrating wins and sending me your weekly reports and leaving me little messages. And it's, it's really fun for me to see really how far a lot of you guys have come, like, especially the people that started in coaching like a year ago in July, you know, it's so fun to see. And then, I mean, I have people that did one-on-one coaching with me that are still in coaching. So it's, it's fascinating to see where everyone is. And then also to see the relationships that some of you guys have created. I think some of you guys had some pre-existing, like this Ohio group had some pre-existing relationships, but now to see you guys coordinating like, oh, who's going to be at this seminar and can we all meet up for dinner and where where are you going? And 
that's a really fun side effect of this group and like the intimacy of the container, even with over 50 people in it, even when it gets to being over a hundred people, it's like, you guys still know each other. Yeah. Which is really fun. And I think it's a great fun thing when there are people that are just starting out and then a lot of other people who are longtime business owners, including the person that gave me my very first myofascial release treatment is in our group. Oh, that's fun. Oh, I like my first class. I was like, I'm going to make an appointment at Therapy on the Rocks. And I did. That's so cool. That's so cool. I love the variety of therapists that we have, right? We have PTs, OTs, massage therapists, PTAs, OTAs. We've had a speech therapist before in a previous group. We have nurses. Like it's just really wild to see the different, you know, modalities or licensures, whatever. My brain is farting right now. And then also like for people that have been therapists for 30 plus years. And then we've got people that have had three seminars. Yeah. And everybody has the same business struggles. (laughs) If you're just beginning, and even if you've been in business for 30 years, it's like, if you didn't have help in the beginning, you're probably operating either on a rate that's going to cause you to burn out and under earn repetitively for the next 30 years, or you, you know, don't have policies, like all these things that you could just plug into your business and change the feel of it instantly. Did you feel like you were able to just like really tweak the things that you needed to and get going and then tweak along the way as other things cropped up? Yeah. To take things just to the next level, to be more clear, Mm -hmm. more productive, and also then to, to help kind of get coached and work through all the feelings that might come up with setting a boundary, like maybe setting a boundary around your cancellation policy and Mm -hmm. whatever it is. That was a big one for me that came up in the last round. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you don't know that you can change your mind for policies or enforce them differently, then you don't know, right? And it just like leads to either not enforcing policies or resentment or both, which is not fun. Right. <laughs> it just leads to burnout, right? It just leads to all of this energy suck and time wasted. Yeah. So you're making more money than ever. Your business is busier than ever. You are expanding. Tell us about your expansion and what is coming soon for your business. So I am uh, getting ready to relaunch what you would call my second offer, which is sound therapy. I started Mm -hmm. studying it in 2019 and I've tried a couple different things and the situation just didn't line up. I, I wanted my own space to have a bigger treatment room that would also allow me to have some small group classes. So I'm going to be offering sound therapy. So sound baths, I'm going to be offering self-treatment workshops again, which I used to teach pretty regularly. And I really enjoyed that because I enjoy that part of our work. And so I needed a little more space and I looked at some different things. I had a couple of different options. The option I liked the best didn't happen So a space became available in my same building with my same awesome landlord. And at the same time, I had another friend who is a psychologist wanting to get out of her situation and have her own office. So she will be subleasing for me, which will be a new thing. Mm -hmm. And we'll be ready to move in in a couple of weeks. It'll be done finally. That's awesome. That's so cool. So I want to just tell everybody like this idea of a second offer is something that I really, that we're going to focus on in the mastermind. I mean, you've already like created your second offer. We're just going to help you build it and tweak it and, you know, create your policies, all that stuff. But one thing that I really, 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 really emphasize in coaching is this idea of having one service, one offer, one rate, until you're ready for that second offer. And there's a lot of you that are ready for a second offer or just something else. Like some, for some people it's hiring or having a contractor or whatever. How excited are you to be at this point in your business where like second offer is like, is happening? I am thrilled, but I also tabled it last Mm -hmm. year. Like my other, Mm -hmm. the other situations where I was trying to rent from a yoga studio or do this or that just yeah. weren't working. And I was burnout. 
you know, with my regular business. So I was like, I'm just gonna have to put that on hold, which was kind of painful. But I got really clear on all of my myofascial release stuff. And that is all, you know, like working like a more well oiled machine and we've got a good rhythm. And, you know, it's up to where I wanted it to be. And now I feel like, okay, now I can breathe. Now I'm making enough money to do this. Now I have the extra brain capacity and a little bit of extra time in my schedule a couple times a month to be able to do this next thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I think some people want to do too much at once and it's not that you can't do it. It's just like every offer you have is almost its its own business. Yeah, and I think that, I think maybe the massage therapy world is more like this, that it's like, well, you can do this and you can do this and you can do this. And you, it's like making you feel like you should do all these things. And I felt like it was really helpful to just step back to focus on my fascial release over the last year. Yeah. And if you are making plenty of money and only working the hours you want doing myofascial release, you don't need any other offers, right? And I think sometimes we need the other offers because we're not making money in what what it is that we're trying to sell. Like I got to upsell hot stones and I got to upsell a salt room and I got to upsell essential oils or like whatever to finally make enough money. And just turns out you don't need any of that stuff to make the money that you want. You just need really to set your rate correctly and your policies and like really know what you're doing business-wise. And then when you get that all stable and you have this other love that you want to do, then you get to turn that into a business as well. Yeah, that's exactly what it is for me. Like I could have stayed in my current office. It is a lovely office Mm -hmm. with plenty of space just to do a single practitioner myofascial release business. And if that's all I wanted to do, then that place, it was awesome. It is awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, it has a lot of great energy. So whoever takes it next is just, they're not going to not be successful because that office has great energy. And now I just spread it in the whole building. But I really, there's this deep part of me that wants, wants to offer the sound therapy because of the benefit. I've experienced with it for myself. And I just like when I first started my fascia release and felt like I'm going to do this the rest of my life. How could I ever do anything different? My first experience with sound therapy really kind of pushed me in that direction. So, you know, trying to find that happy place for both of these in my business is where I'm at because I yeah. want to do it. Yeah. Cause you want, not because I have to do it. Right. And you're like doing it very purposefully. And I think when you do things on purpose, they tend to work out differently than when you're like chaotically like, well, I can do this, so I should do it. And I, you know, like when you rush things, it's like you're leaving this office space and nothing's gone wrong, which is such a good way to leave something, right? Like nothing's gone wrong. You're not having to leave because you can't afford it. You're like leaving it on purpose and loving your reasons why, and really like planning this out. Like you've got, you've done a build out, right? So your office is going to be exactly how you want it. Yeah. Yeah. What's that like? What's it going to be like? It's been fun and frustrating at the same time, because, you know, you don't get to control a lot of things like city permits Mm -hmm. and contractors. Mm -hmm. We have a really amazing maintenance slash construction guy that works for the landlord and like if it was just him doing all the work man he would have had it done like two months ago but Mm -hmm. you know he doesn't control the city permitting process he doesn't control the contracting stuff but now it's finally moving along again and literally this guy he's just he is busting his butt I go down and I like poke my head in every day, see what's new, what's different. He likes to chat with me and Mm. tells me about his, you know, risk problem, how it's look today. And (laughs) it's been a good process. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anytime you do something big, right? Like it's, it's stressful. Like even when it's good stress, like it's still stressful and you've got to be prepared for things to not go your way. They just don't. Yes. Yeah. So one thing that didn't go our way, obviously we got delayed with the city and the psychologist, she had already turned in her notice at her other place and they didn't want to work with her. 
It was not an ideal situation. Like it wasn't, she didn't have warm fuzzies from there. And so I was like, okay, let's uh, figure this out. So my office is open on this morning and this evening and I'm not, I don't work on Friday. So we made it work that she's been working out of my office for a couple of weeks until we get moved in mm-hmm. and just making it work. Yeah. And it's been fine. It's been great. My clients love her couch love for therapy couch so they go oh, this is really nice I was like if you have to make an appointment with her if you want to keep sitting on that thing um, <laughs> that's hilarious but I'm you know now that it's coming closer I'm you know get into my barf jar worthy things like okay I've just set my schedule for next month's classes and putting that out there and you know okay, I have to get organized so I can actually move everything into the new office and Mm -hmm. things I need to purchase and things like that. They aren't really problems, but yeah, they're kind of fun, but also like, it's a lot of work, right? So yeah, I think it's fun though, to see you setting up this other office space and this other offer with all the knowledge you have and like from a completely different space, like a year ago, would you believe that you would have been hitting over $80,000 this year, believe that you had doubled your salary and believe that you were moving into this kind of office space? I don't think I would have had the confidence to work intentionally to to make it happen, to be Mm -hmm. able to make it happen. And then I would have kind of beat myself up a little bit and stayed in a place of like longing and jealousy for something I want that other people are doing that I felt like I couldn't do too. Yeah. I feel like you don't do that anymore. Like that kind of identity does not even like stick to you in any sort of way where you would be like, or maybe you could have like feelings of like wanting something someone else has, but I feel like you now today, what I know of you, like you would just go out and create it if that's what you really wanted. Yeah, that whole learning how to intentionally move through life has definitely shifted for me. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like my last couple business situations before I was in this current office, I was kind of like riding the coattails of someone else where they'd say, why don't you do this? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. And then I finally took on my, my own office space and I did my best. And I, I was still successful and I built a great business, like I said, but, you know, I didn't have the support of everything. And I maybe didn't fully understand what it meant to be this intentional about creating your business. Yeah. So. And then you knew and you just took off, right? It's like you had missing information and then you just got it. And then you're like, oh, this is no prop. Like, I feel like you've just like stepped into your full power, like who Kristen actually has always been meant to be like, this is just who you are like with support. Yeah. And purposefully creating the business you want. Yeah. Yeah. And purposefully learning how to create money and purposefully learning how to get better results and have better relationships with your clients, that therapeutic relationship. Yeah you know, all of those things, a lot of it comes down to mindset, which Mm -hmm. I needed help with. There's nothing wrong with that. Like we all have brains. We all need help, right? Yeah. I love to make fun of myself because I think I just even posted about this recently about how I came to my first MFR seminar really just as a vacation because it was out of town, right? But I already knew everything. So like, I wasn't really there to learn. And it's just like, wow, I really did. I really thought I knew everything. And I still like find myself like braining towards that sometimes. Right. And I, I love when I don't, when I learn something new and I can like get out of my own way and be like, actually turns out, (laughs) turns out there's like this whole other world out here. You could see it. If you just open your eyes. (laughs) That was totally me when I went out to Sedona for the first time for classes. Mm-hmm. I was the exact same. Like I've seen this stuff before. Mm-hmm. I know this. I just want a vacation I can write off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so We're now so the cute. other part of that is, you know, that coming from a beginner place again, when we go to seminars and things like that, or when we come to coaching, like letting yourself 
hear things like it's the first time you've heard it. Maybe you're going to pick up on something differently. And that's, I think, the beauty of continuing coaching because, I mean, yeah, sometimes you might say the same thing mm-hmm. or you might say things a little differently that will resonate a little bit more about the same topic, which will be yeah. really helpful. So no different than repeating seminars, like repeating yes. coaching had a great benefit. I'm yeah. glad. And I also like, just want to give you credit because I know at times it can be like frustrating and annoying, right? Like we can be in a phase where it's like, I don't know if I want to do this, you know, cause like I do know this stuff, right? <laughs> like, and I don't want to hear it again, but like allowing yourself to, if, if this is your experience, like feel frustrated and annoyed and like do it anyway. I've found like when I allow that, like it's so much more I just get so much more out of it eventually. Like if I can get, if I can allow myself to suffer just a little bit in the annoyance and like still get through it. I was going to say I was at MFR two recently and I'm really good at repeating seminars now. Like, I'm just like, whoa, are these slides new? Like, is everything, everything is like feels new. I don't, it must just be my attitude about it, but It's so funny, especially if you go to like a lot of seminars in a row to hear people like talk about when they finally realize like that you're supposed to hold holds for five minutes or longer. And they're like, but it was like 90 to 120 seconds before. And now it's five minutes. And I remember having that transformation being like, well, they must've just changed it. And that's like, it's not actually true. Now that I've like had all the beginner seminars, like multiple times, I'm like, the way they talk about it changes in the more advanced seminars, but it's always five minutes or longer. They talk about like the piezo electronic or the elastic collagenous like give at like 90 to 120 seconds. That's what they're talking about. They're not talking about like letting go at that point. So I just thought it was really like fast. I was like, this is where people get that from and where they get confused. And if you don't repeat or you don't go on to take more seminars, this is where you could get very confused as a therapist and be doing the treatment wrong. Right. There's a lot of information in a lot of the classes. Yeah. You can't retain all of it. No. One time around. Yeah. No. And it's the same with coaching, right? Like (laughs) depending on like what I've decided to teach you guys, right? Like I will go off on like a complete tangent on like overcoming objections that like became a, that's like a big thing in the course now. Raise your rate boot camp. There was like a whole year of coaching without raise your rate boot camp. Yeah. Like that just didn't even exist. And now coming up, there's going to be selling MFR to anyone in any situation. Yes, we already talk about selling in the in the group program, but like it's just going to get even better the more I like think about it and change it and like really watch how people are selling MFR and how they're not selling it. It's kind of like how I came up with that idea about how we're the ones that are keeping our profession hidden because we're hiding. We just have to like know that we're doing that so we can quit doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I get a little excited. That's okay. You like it. (laughs) You're used to me. I'm wild. All right. I'm curious. I just have like a couple more questions for you. I know we're kind of getting close to time. What does your daughter think about you as a business owner? How do you think this is affecting her? Well, she doesn't know any me any different. You know, I've I've my started my business before she was born, and um, mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure what she thinks about it because she comes into the office with me, especially over the summertime, because she's mm-hmm. only ten, and you know, every now and then you have a day where you're like she doesn't have something planned, and you don't have childcare, so. She sits patiently here. Sometimes she'll help me with a task or two. She just knows that I help people. Mm -hmm. She's never really been one to want me to work on her a ton. Although this week, she said her neck's been bothering her and she wants me to work on her. And then she's like, oh, it feels better. And she just likes to procrastinate at bedtime. And she's like, we work on me. Yeah, my kids do that too. So (laughs) that's kind of coming around. She knows I help people. Have you started to share with her like your financial wins or like mommy's paying for this trip or like we're able to do this because of the job that I have? Like I've created this money. I don't think we've really talked about that in that way, which would actually be really good because, you know, at that age, they want to start having some money to buy things that they want. 
Yeah. And so we have started having some financial discussions around just general like mm-hmm. you work so we can have this or we can buy this, you know, and we pay for X, Y, Z, you know, your activities, you know, money just doesn't like fall from trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we definitely will have more of those conversations moving forward. And she does see what I do. I mean, I tried to kind of keep it separate, but I let the client know ahead of time as a client that we have a relationship with outside of the office. And she knows that person too. And one day she had to be in there. So she knew that person was getting treatment, but she's also said, Hey, I think that what you're doing must be helping that person because they are like this. now." Wow. So she can see, and she equates it to what you do in the treatment room, but she's also 10. And so she thinks that like miracle. Well, yeah. You are, um, which is super fun <laughs> to have your child think that highly of you in between, you know, meltdowns mm-hmm. and fights. Yeah. At the end of the day, they still think you're a superhero. I love it. Yeah. What does your husband think about how you've changed your business and what you've created in this last year? He thinks it's amazing and awesome. He's super supportive. Like if anyone that knows me or is friends with me on Facebook. Like he likes every single, everything that I ever post. Mm -hmm. My husband does that too. Often it's only him. (laughs) And he's supportive of, you know, me traveling for classes. He's supportive. He's definitely supportive of me doing coaching because of the benefits we've all gotten from it as a family. Mm -hmm. And since I can see the benefits in this stuff too, I see the benefits in some things for him. Like he, he's getting ready to take another leadership course in January in San Diego Mm -hmm. that I'm fully supportive of because I know how much it's going to help him in his business. He's a fire chief. So he leads a department of Mm -hmm. fighters and I know how important it is for me to repeat things. So he's actually repeating this course that he took about five years ago. And I know how great it's going to be for him. That's awesome. So if I didn't do that for myself and feel that way about my business and my fashion release, I wouldn't have been as supportive of that because we're going to, you know, thought we were going to have to pay for that ourselves. The first time we did pay for ourselves and I was like, you have the money to do this. You need to do this because the benefit's going to be exponential. Mm -hmm. That's so nice. It's so nice when you can also experience your spouse in this way where, he gets to do this thing and you get to feel happy for him and like obliged to pay for it or like happy to find the money for it versus like mad about it or not understanding it or jealous or just, you know, all the things that are also available to us (laughs) because we have human brains. And like your husband, sometimes he's gone through some courses with me Mm -hmm. just to vacation and he's done yeah. some healing seminars. So he understands my fashion release and I'm going to go with them in January. Fun. Good. Good for you. And you can take the time off, right? You can build that into your schedule. I can because I, I built that into my schedule. Yeah. I love it. And you'll still pay yourself your full salary that month, right? Even with time off. Absolutely. Because it's built into my year. I love it. So good. Congratulations. Learning how to do my numbers. I love it, right? And then pretty soon we'll it might be time for you to raise your rates. But um I don't know. Maybe well, I'm after I'm in she the just hung office. up the zoom, everybody. She just left. No. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. In a few months, after I'm in my new office and have the numbers from that and then more solid on that stuff, I am planning on redoing raise your rate boot camp just to, to check in with everything. Yeah. I think it's a smart thing to do every so often. And while you have it available to you, like why not just make sure all of your numbers that made sense a year ago make sense for where you're at now? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? No. We've we've done a lot of talking. Okay. I like it. You've gone from burnout to doubling your salary in a year. And now you're moving into a bigger office space and having a second offer. So this is very, very exciting. Hey therapist, get ready to join the MFR coaches 12 month business foundation program doors open November 1st through 15th. 
this is your last chance to join in 2023. When you join us in November, you get the option to use our payment plan at no additional cost to you. And I'll even send you my awesome workbook. Visit www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching for more information on the program and to get ready to join. Don't forget terms and conditions apply. See the show notes for more details. Thanks for being on the show today. For everyone else that's listening, make sure you sign up for Sell MFR to Anyone in Any Situation. This free webinar is going to be happening on November 1st at noon central time zone. There are links in the show notes, links all over social media, and you're probably also getting emails from me right now. So sign up and then also be ready to join group coaching. Group coaching is going to be open for enrollment with the payment plan. And I will send you the workbook when you enroll November 1st through the 15th. We will see you there. Everybody have a great week and I'll see you on another episode of the MFR coaches podcast. Bye Kristen. Bye everybody else. Thanks for joining me today. My mission is to help every MFR therapist become a part of the movement where no MFR therapists ever under earn or burn out. Join my 12 month coaching program. You'll spend the first 90 days setting up your foundation to create your six figure business. Then you'll go to work and uncover exactly what's holding you back from the business that you want and desire. Get support while you raise your rates, set your policies, and learn how to talk about MFR and how to sell MFR in service of your clients. Learn exactly how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've had your business for years. This program is open to all MFR therapists who want to create what is possible when you stop playing small and start showing up in your full power as the John Barnes trained MFR therapist you are. Put your magic to work in the world and help more people get out of pain and back to active lifestyles. I'll help you do it. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching and sign up right now.